let's take a look at Tuesday in the NBA. There are five games on. What can we look at in terms of streaming to give us a nice boost to start the week? The biggest boost I get is hearing from Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I'm going in for surgery to get a BBL because I need to become more of a demon in the post. I'm also the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball, on TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed. When you place a $5 bet, visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. Should I tell you what to do? Yeah, do it. Subscribe, thumb, bell, comment, and go pre-like the trade deadline show. We have hit 500. So now we're looking for 1,000 pre-likes. We want to get 20,000 people in there watching. Last year, we had 34,000 people watching that show. Um, Not all at once, which would be great if we did, but we can hit 20,000 this year very easily in terms of as it's happening. I think we can do that, um, get those numbers in there. That would be sick if you go pre-like that show and get some visibility out there, tell your friends, tell your league, get in there, talk shit in the chat. It'd be awesome. We're here to look ahead to the games on Tuesday in the NBA. There are five of them on, so a really interesting or easy day to stream. In terms of when you're looking at priorities, there are two teams that play the Tuesday, Wednesday back-to-back. It is the Thunder and it is the Blazers. The other good news is we don't have anyone coming Monday, Tuesday back-to-back, so as I knock my bottle off. We don't have anyone coming Monday, Tuesday, so there's no like um, you know injuries that might happen Monday that impact Tuesday. This still might be weird. Uh, reports that come out of the next couple of hours, but you know, that's what happens. I'm also not going to go through and tell you about all the injuries that we need to know because literally an hour ago, I dropped an injury update show on all 30 NBA teams. I'll talk about what's important as we do the On My Radar section as well. Um, All right, so let's just start off with the stream of the day. And I'm going to be honest with you, right now, as we sit here looking at Tuesday's games, I'm not super confident about many of these streams. It's While it's a good day because there's only five games on, the... Players who are appearing high in the value, my confidence level on their, let's say like their range of outcomes, um, it, it's not high. Like their range of outcomes is big. My confidence is low. And you'll see when I throw the names up there, the 10-team stream of the day is Herb Jones. But I don't know. Like he might play 23 minutes and Trey Murphy might play 23 and Jordan Hawkins might play 21. And that makes him nowhere near a 10-team league guy. But I've got him projected at like 27 minutes at the moment. But he could also play 30 minutes. And have 12, 4, and 4 with 3 steals and 5 blocks. It's tough with Herb at the moment. I don't think he's a must-roster player. But if he plays 23 again, then we're really dropping him. But at the moment, he's coming out projected well. The 12 team is Jabari Walker. And he got dragged 3 minutes into the last game. He ended up playing 22 minutes after getting 30-plus, I think, in 3 straight games. Now, I don't think they're going to remove him from that starting lineup. I think he plays 30 again. But that shook me a little bit. But I do have Jabari as a 12-team streamer here. For the 14-teamer, it is Larry Nance, but 
we know that Nance might play 23 minutes and be great, but he might play 16 minutes, especially if it's a blowout. They can reduce his minutes down. In a 14-teamer, I think he's going to be okay. They're pretty safe. And the 16-teamer is Chris Dunn. Now, Chris Dunn could easily be a 12-team streamer. If they played him 25 minutes, he'd be in the 12-team discussion, but they could play him 14 minutes. We've seen the George, Dunn, Clarkson, Sexton combination have their minutes jumbled all over the place all the time. So my confidence level in that's not super high, but again, it is 16-teamers, and we know that he's going to start and be at least yeah, some sort of a solid base. My points league for Yahoo and ESPN, it does come up as Jabari Walker. Again, my confidence level in that is low. I do think Jabari is a 12-team league guy for now. I've got him rostered in a 12-team league, but I, I don't know. He played 22 minutes last game. He still was okay, but that's not going to be enough long-term. I think he's worth a, a grab, a hold, and we see what happens. He's worth a stream. But like I said, like the confidence here in, in this day's worth of games is uh, is quite low, quite low. So it's on my radar for the games. First one, Denver, Indiana. Aaron Gordon has had some absolute stinking games shooting-wise. We know he's a bad free-throw guy. We know he's a punt free-throw guy. But he's had two games this season where I believe he's gone over. Last game, he shot 40% from the field. And his overall yeah, fantasy value is relatively low at the moment. I do think we want to hold on. He did have some blocks in that last game, which helped. But the overall body of work from Gordon has been somewhat disappointing, I would say, after a really strong start to the season as well. On the Indiana side, Buddy Heald, I expect starts. Buddy Heald, I expect plays 30 minutes. And Buddy Heald, I expect is a 12-team league guy. But Rick Carlisle ran a 12-man rotation last game. He played 15 minutes to Benedict Matherin and Jarris Walker was playing the three. How the hell can I understand anything that's going to happen there? And that was with no Tyrus Halliburton resting on a random game that wasn't a back-to-back. So is Halliburton even going to play here? Is his non-re-injured hamstring re-injured or not? I don't know. There are They are a very confusing team where shit can go sideways really quickly. But I think Heald's worth having. In terms of streams, for the Nuggets, it is Reggie Jackson, who can always pop off for 16 or 17 points and get you four or five assists, but their bench is relatively low use, low volume. For the Pacers, Aaron Neesmith is widely available. Now, he's probably never going to be a 34-minute-a-night player. He's like a 26- to 28-minute-a-night guy who does really need high shooting to get in there. I believe he shot like 20% from the field in the last game. But he gets by on out-of-position defensive stats like blocks. He gets some steals. He shoots the three-ball well, and he is locked in as a starter. But again, what does that mean on this team? What if they decide that Jarris can play the three, and then Neesmith loses out? It's uh, It's a weird, weird team at the moment, the Indiana Pacers. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. The NFL playoffs are down to the final four teams, but there is still plenty of time to get, for you to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed if you place a $5 bet. That bet doesn't even have to win. You can lose. Like You can think that the Detroit Lions are going to get to the Super Bowl and win the championship game. You can think that, but you can put money on it, but... If that $5 bet loses, you still get $150 in bonus bets thanks to Fangio when you are a new customer. They have got their same game parlays, live same game parlays. They've got their explore tab as well. We can check out how easy it is to use the app and all the different options they have. Plus, of course, the much vaunted parlay hub where you can go in there and check out all the parlays that others have chucked up there, ones that you can follow. You can create your own as well. So go to fangio.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. Fangio is an official partner of the NFL and don't forget to gamble responsibly. Okay, let's... um. Let's look at the next game that is on my radar after that first one. It is the Battle of... This is an interesting day because we've got the Battle of New York and the Battle of LA on the same day. Something is like in my mouth and I don't know what it is. That's not nice. Um, The Nets hosting the Knicks. 
We don't know whether Isaiah Hartenstein, the stubby, is going to play. Um, so I want to see what they do with Precious Achua. Will they start Jericho Sims? Will they start Achua? Will Tom Thibodeau tear his remaining hair? Maybe it's good, actually, if Precious starts, because Thibodeau can tear his hair out and actually give up on what's going on up top. Um, but all credit to Thibs. The, the joke the other day about Nick Nurse was pretty humorous. We were talking about, yeah, someone asked, hey, what do you feel about OG Ananobi playing 43 minutes on back-to-back games? And he's like, like he played for Toronto. Like, I think it'd be all right. I know, I know. Tibbs, at least you recognize the stupidity of what you do. You can't break the habit, but you recognize the stupidity. So let's see how frustrating Precious Like Honestly, one of the worst players I believe in the NBA to watch. I can't stand watching him watch, watching him play. Like It's just a frustrating experience, but he might have the ability, especially in a points league here, if Hartenstein is out, to be a very strong streamer. But we just don't know on Isaiah Hartenstein at this stage. For the Nets, what what have I done to myself? I just realized this. So I'm like, what's on my radar? What am I what am I watching for? What am I watching for? Uh, the worst watch, worst big man to watch in the NBA, plus the worst player to watch in the NBA, in Cam Thomas. So yeah, Cam Thomas scored twenty points last game. He had six assists. Was also a team worst minus nineteen with some of the most horrific one on one decision making I've ever seen towards the end of that game. That didn't really. Did he cost them the game against the Clippers? Won't say he helped them avoid defeat. Um, but how they use him is more important here because he can score. We know this. But he can just brutalize everything else about the team. His teammates, his own um, percentages. Somehow he's a bad free throw shooter as well. He's bad on the field goals. He's bad at everywhere apart from scoring. But let's see how they utilize him. Let's see if that disaster class down the stretch last game carries over into this one. In terms of streams, Josh the Hitman Hart is available in quite a few leagues, rightfully so. He shouldn't be a must-roster player, but he's always going to be on the stream list for us on days like this. And for the Nets, we've seen Spencer Dinwiddie go over 30 minutes in three consecutive games, which really has cut the top off Dennis Smith's value. He was weirdly efficient and scored a lot of points last game and didn't give us any defensive stats, which obviously is not what Dennis Smith usually does. He's able to be a streamable player, probably more in 14 than 12, but with only five games on, you can have a look at that if you want some assists and steals, a little bit of a spike there, and Smith can give these random other things. Or if Dinwiddie has a stinker, Smith's minutes will jump up, I would expect, and he'll play more and do better. That is the hope. Anyway, Portland and OKC. Um, you've got a real risk of an 80-point victory here, honestly. like I know that's hyperbolic, but it's not. The Blazers are going to be without Shaden Sharp. I want to see what is going on with Anthony Simons because he is not playing very well at all. His first game back from his thumb injury, he went bananas. And since then, not really near it. Efficiency down, usage is not as high as you wanted. He has, yeah, like really struggled. So let's see how he goes here. Let's see if they continue to pump minutes into Malcolm Brogdon and usage like he is a key part of this team. Let's see what they do with that. But also, look, Simons needs to get back on track. For the Thunder, I yeah, look, Josh Giddy just continues to be frustrating. Every time it feels like, oh, things are getting better. Yeah, he's pushing back to 30 minutes, and then he plays 24 minutes and has five points. Okay, cool. I do think we're holding him for now, but let's see if there's any level of um, improvement overall for his game, and I'm really doubting that. In terms of streams, Jabari Walker obviously is the guy I've talked about him ad nauseum, and I cannot wait for the man that's going to be on the thumbnail of this video to completely let me down and get benched so Tamanik Kamara can play 30 minutes or Chris Murray or someone like that. I don't think it's going to happen, but I'm fully prepared for that to go wrong. Lou Dort on the Thunder is always going to be in that stream zone, much like a Josh Hart. Not good enough to be a must-roster player, but always going to be in the mix as a 30-ish minute player every night who can hurt you, but can help you as well. And that is always where we're looking uh, in terms of stream guys. Just those sort of players we feel there is some value in because of their role. The next game we look at is the Utah Jazz and the aforementioned New Orleans Pelicans. 
Colin Sexton continues to be ridiculous. Now, last game, I was impressed with Sexton because he didn't shoot 70% from the field. He was able to put up good numbers while shooting poorly. And that's really going to be the key to him maintaining. Now, he's not going to maintain the insane level he's been on, but does because he was doing a lot of this damage playing 25 a night, but they've sort of changed that. And now he's getting the 30, 31 a night. Is that the new thing? Is Sexton a 32-minute a night player now? And him and Clarkson playing the backcourt 30 minutes each? Because they were just basically running Dunn and George as the point guards and Sexton and Clarkson as the twos. But now they're not. They're sort of mixing and matching a little bit more with the two higher volume scorers in Clarkson and Sexton getting pumped into those minutes and George and Dunn taking that back seat. That is what we need to watch. Also want to watch Zion because, I don't know, it's just been a very disappointing season from Zion. We thought that he would be healthy. Or so, let me rephrase that. Everyone thought he wouldn't be healthy, but I also did say, yeah, there was a season when he played 70 games and I'm never going to rule someone out from being um, healthy in a season. I'm just not going to do that. So I thought there was a chance of that. I'd take a risk on him. But what I didn't expect to happen was him to just become a middling usage player who's regressed in basically every area of his game, which is pretty confusing. Like you just... Like you don't expect to be in situations where CJ McCollum continually takes more shots than Zion Williamson or Zion's insane efficiency drops way off. That's what's happened. Is there any hope of turning it around? He showed a couple of flashes recently, but the frustration's there because he's healthy. He's been healthy. The production is just not there. And he's part of him staying healthy, changing a little bit of the way he plays to, to remain in games. I don't know. In terms of streams, it's two absolute fantasy legends when they get the minutes. Kelly Linick and Larry Nance. They're available everywhere. They probably play 19 to 20 minutes, but if anything calls for them to get 25, they will smash through and be top 70 guys. The likelihood of that happening is low, but often on a day like this with five games on, just taking someone who you know has got that little bit of upside where something weird can happen, that might be just enough, especially if you're looking for some weird out-of-position stats, steals from a big man for Nance, assists from a big man for a Linux, while producing in other categories, they can do it. They're those guys that you just go, wow, if they played 28, they'd smash fantasy, and they would. The problem is, is they're just never going to get those minutes. Today's episode is also brought to you by PrizePix. PrizePix is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's also the easiest and the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Instead of joining into contests with thousands of other people, including all the professionals out there, the sharks that are out there to take your money, and who spend all day with their lineups. Price picks is different. It's just you versus price picks. They put up player projected stats. You look at them and go, hmm, I think I'll say less on Zion and his points. Or you'll say more on Brandon Ingram and his assists. And you put between two to six of those into, into an individual entry and you win up to 25 times your money back. Simple, fast, easy. Withdrawals are fast as well. There's so many different sports, so many different players, so many different individual player stats that they chuck up there as well. It really is the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. So go to pricepeaks.com slash LockedOnNBA. Use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. That is pricepeaks.com slash LockedOnNBA. The code is LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Pricepeaks is daily fantasy sports made easy. Okay, so let's wrap this up now. What have we got? One more game. It is the LA game, the Lakers and the Clippers. D'Angelo Russell is playing really well. Big minutes, big usage, big scoring, big tears. That was a very weird environment. Every Lakers person who, reporter who was there at that game was like, what is going on? Like, we are winning this game. It was on Sunday. We are winning it easily, and it's like everyone died. 
what is like D'Angelo Russell's crying after he just dropped like a hugely efficient big scoring nine. He's averaging like 30 points a game over the last week. Rui Hachimura started the game and he's like in tears as well. Um, it was just a somber atmosphere and it just makes you think either there's been a huge punch on or something in the locker room or there is a trade going down that involves the two crying legends, D'Angelo Russell and Rui Hachimura. And just to be clear, I'm not having a go at them crying. That I get it, right? That is totally cool. No problem with crying. Cry as much as you want. But it is just like you can see how certain things can impact teams and players. And I don't know. Who wants a side note? We haven't had one for a while. Who wants a side note? Sidebar. There is so much of a voracious appetite for trades, for trade deadline. Anytime a trade happens and I do a show, everyone watches it. It's one of the most watched shows. We love all trade seasons opening up. Who's going to get traded? It feels, I don't know. It feels a little off. It feels a little off that that is what such a big focus is. Because these are obviously real people, but that's what they get paid for. I know that. I am well aware that they get paid a lot of money to do this job. But it's no matter how much money you get paid, and yeah, getting $20 million would be awesome. I would love it. If anyone wants to give me $20 million and trade me somewhere, go for it, right? That is okay. But it would still be an impact. It still is a, a, a thing that you have to adjust to. We're not robots just because we get paid. And... There's such a thing, well, this guy's got to move here and this guy's got to move here and this guy's got to move here. And we're going to send this guy out and get this guy. That's, I would imagine as an athlete, again, the money's nice, the lifestyle's nice, but there's a lot of stuff that can that can hit like pretty hard and pretty deep. And they're not all super like, some of them can be pretty insecure for certain things. Okay, this is a weird sidebar. So like I see this stuff and I see D'Angelo Russell like being pissed and upset and he's so happy to be back with the Lakers and now they're going to move him out. You go like, man, like we really do clamor over trades, don't we? And we really want this stuff to happen and us to wheel and deal and move these guys around. And that yeah, backs onto what Masai Ujiri was talking about last week. He was like, yeah, look, maybe I should have traded uh, Pascal and OG earlier. But like on a personal level, I, I couldn't do it. Like I was so like broken up about trading DeMar DeRozan away that I probably just held onto those guys too long because I liked being around them and we had this relationship that we built over time and I didn't want to just send them out like they were faceless um, nobodies. And you go, fuck, yeah, I get that. That's like that's rough, man. That's pretty rough. So yeah, maybe just I know most of you will be like, shut up, Josh, who cares? And that's okay too. But I don't know, sometimes you, maybe as I get older, I get softer and I think about it and I go, yeah, like sometimes the things that we like talk about or, or that we like yearn for across this sports media world is like it's pretty rough. I don't know. If you got a thought on it, tell me how much of a soft cock I am, drop it in the comments, whatever. Um but yeah, anyway, let's watch D'Angelo Russell, who was has been great. He's on a huge hot streak. I do think he's a massive sell high because his shooting is unsustainable. His minutes are sky high and who knows where he's going to end up. But yeah, like he's playing well. Also want to watch the cockroach, Mason Plumley because he played 15 minutes last game. So in terms of us understanding what the rotation is going to be without, if it's a Zubats, I have literally no idea. We thought there was a risk that they would go small at times and that would mean more Russell Westbrook. And then the first game that Plumley started that was nowhere near close. So we'll find out, won't we? Well, maybe we won't. But we'll see where Plumlee sits. In terms of streams, I would look at Torian Prince if he was available. Otherwise, Jared Vanderbilt Bar or even Rui Hachimura could be streams for the Lakers. And then for the Clippers, I would still be okay streaming Plumlee, but we saw it. It could completely blow up in our face and deliver us absolutely nothing. So who gets chunky here? Tuesday through Saturday. Remember, Saturday is the only high-volume day of the week, and it's got 10 games on. And you might still be able to stream on a Saturday with 10 games on. But the other days are all very much streamable. So where does the value lie? That man who's going to ruin this show, Jabari Walker, sits at the top. He's got a Tuesday, Wednesday back-to-back, and then they play on Friday. I hope they keep starting him. Aaron Neesmith and the Pacers go Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. So three games in the next four nights, all quality games. Lou Dort, 
Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday as well, the same schedule as the Blazers. And this is the time where you can add Dort and use him. Timothy John McConnell, yes, I know that he is the backup, and I know that he stunk starting in the last game with Halliburton out, but there is a couple of things here. A, is Halliburton's non, non-setback rest going to impact him? But they also have a Thursday-Friday back-to-back, which I'd be pretty shocked if Halliburton played in both of those. And McConnell might chuck up another absolute turd burger, but he could also be good. And with three games on, maybe he gets 15 minutes a game minimum, 45 minutes, one waiver ad. That's all right. Or it could be a disaster. Who knows? Isaiah Joe sits a little bit lower here, but three games, maybe 20 minutes, the occasional chance to pop off at 21 points with seven triples in one of those three games. You've got a Tuesday, Wednesday, back-to-back. There's a little bit of value there for him and the Thunder. I'd have Cason Wallace behind him. And then we go to a two-game player in the Duck, Luke Kennard. Wednesday, Friday, the minutes are good enough. The production's good enough. He just should be rostered anyway. But if you're not going to do that, then you know have a little crack here. Get these two games in in the next five days for the Duck, Luke Kennard. There are six teams that, starting on Tuesday, play five games in eight nights. The Pacers, the Lakers, the Knicks, the Thunder, the Blazers, and the Jazz. We've already highlighted the Pacers. We've highlighted the Thunder and the Blazers having the Tuesday, Wednesday back-to-back, but Lakers, Knicks, and Jazz in that mix as well. So a heavy load of games. Watch for all of the questionable tags on LeBron and Anthony Davis. There might be a sit coming there. Halliburton going to sit definitely in this um, squished-up schedule part. The Blazers, probably, maybe a Jeremy Grant sit, maybe an Aiden sit. Watch for that. The Thunder should be all right. The Jazz should be all right. The Knicks will definitely be all right. We know Tom Thibodeau's ideas about modern medicine, rest, and compassion. The 10-team streams. Again, just don't like the list. Herb Jones, Jabari Walker, Lugens Dort, Larry Nance, the Cockroach, Mason Plumlee, and Aaron Neesmith. My confidence level just could not be lower. In terms of 12s, all those guys are 57% rostered or below. That's my cutoff that I'm using now. For 12s, we're using 39% rostered. We go to Josh the Hitman Hart, Kali Olenek, Chris Dunn. Is Chris Dunn Christopher or Christian? Or is he just Chris? I don't know. Anyway, who cares? Isaiah Joe, Dorian Finney-Smith, and Dennis Smith in Brooklyn as 12-team streamers. For deep category leagues, Terrence Mann, Simone Fontecchio, two starters who don't do a huge amount per minute, but they are starters. Jared Vanderbilt, Bar, Reggie Jackson, Peyton Watson, and Jordan Dougie Hawkins, uh, who is getting these minutes and is impacting Trey Murphy and uh, Herb Jones. So watch to see what his role looks like. For points leagues, I am going with Jabari Walker, Mason Plumley, Lou Dort, Josh Hart, Aaron Neesmith, and Larry Nance Jr. And that brings us to the end of the daily look ahead for Tuesday in the NBA. Don't forget, go and be a double banger and go listen to the audio if you're watching the video. Go watch the video if you listen to the audio. Hit subscribe, hit thumbs up, ring the notification bell and leave your comments down below and pre-like the Trade Deadline Show. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.